Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, it is a Victory Tuesday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. What an incredible victory for the Tennessee Titans on Monday Night Football over the Buffalo Bills 34-31. to Everyone doubted the Tennessee Titans. No one was picking the Tennessee Titans. And we know that the Titans play their best when they are the underdog. And they send all of those Buffalo Bills fans back to Western New York with a tear in their beer. An incredible upset victory for the Tennessee Titans that could be a season changer. I'm breaking it all down today on this Victory Tuesday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Let's get it! You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode of the Locked On Titans podcast is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving community since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it, and I am loving the Tennessee Titans upset victory. We're going to dive into all of it. I want to thank you guys for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. And if you're new here, make sure that you subscribe to the Locked On Titans podcast on whatever platform you do stream, including the Locked On Titans YouTube channel. Smash that notification bell so you know when my content goes live. Check me out on social media at Tic Tac Titans on Twitter. Always doing all kinds of film breakdowns and film analysis. Check out the show Facebook page at Locked On Titans Pod as well and throw those five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. What an incredible victory for the Tennessee Titans, 34-31. to I didn't necessarily expect a victory in this situation. I know a lot of people out there did not as well. Pretty much everybody in the media was picking against the Titans, but when the Titans have their backs against the wall and their butts on the goal line, they always play their best. And how about that goal line stand to win the game? I have said throughout the year since I started doing the podcast that this version of the Tennessee Titans, led by Jeffrey Simmons, is the best team in the NFL at defending one blade of grass, whether that be on the goal line, whether that be a contested fourth and one. The Titans' D-line always finds a way to get pushback going all the way back to that game against the Chargers in Tennessee where the fumble was forced on the goal line. We saw it against the Ravens in the playoffs in 2019. We saw it against the Colts earlier this year. Over and over throughout the Mike Vrabel era and the Jeffrey Simmons era, the Titans have been able to get these goal line one-yard stops, and that's how they won the game tonight. The Tennessee Titans defense had some inconsistent moments. There's no doubt about it. They gave up some big plays to Josh Allen, but the Buffalo Bills offense is incredible. They're one of the best teams in the NFL. They put up points against everybody. They hit big plays. And the Titans had some self-inflicted wounds as well, like the David Long penalty on Josh Allen early in the game. Uh, Breon Borders just getting roasted. Jack Rabbit just getting roasted at times. The Titans are playing some weird coverages and some weird circumstances, so the coaches are to blame along with the players as well. But my God, the Tennessee Titans defense, my keys for the defense, 
Be good in the red zone. Held the Bills to two for five in the red zone on the day. Check. Get a turnover. Kevin Byard with the interception. Check. It was an excellent job by the Titans defense. They have this game plan. We see it against the Ravens. We saw it against the Bills last year. Make the Bills earn it consistently with 10, 15 play drives all the way down the field and take advantage of their one weakness, which was red zone offense. The Bills came into the week as the 24th best red zone offense in the NFL. So at the bottom end of the league, the Titans took advantage of that opportunity, held them to field goals throughout the game, got some turnovers, the interception and the turnover on Dowds on the goal line at the end. Just the Titans did what they needed to do, led by their superstars, Kevin Byard with the interception, Jeffrey Simmons with sacks, Pressure all day. The stop on the goal line. Harold Landry making plays, getting a sack on Josh Allen as well. The Titans defense wasn't a perfect day, but they played as good as they needed to against a really, really good team. You have to keep that in mind while we discuss this game. This is a top-notch NFL team that the Titans just outplayed. So credit to the defense for making the plays when it mattered most. On the offensive side of the ball, what else do we need to say? But again, just like with the defense, the superstars came to play when the Titans offense got out to another slow start. Wasting the defense, holding up in the red zone. Derrick Henry came out and made the play on the 76-yard touchdown run, sparked everything for the Titans offense, and after that, it was a train that could not slow down. Wouldn't you know it, having at least A.J. Brown out there unlocks the Titans offense, A.J. Brown came to life in the second half, ended up having over 90 yards on the day. Ryan Tannehill was up and down at times, that, that's for certain, but he made the plays late, he ran in a touchdown, he rallied from the interception in the first half. I thought Ryan Tannehill didn't play his best game, but again, he stepped up when it mattered most. That's the most important thing for the Titans in this game, is their star players and their most important players were able to make the plays when the Titans needed them, whether that be on offense or on defense, it didn't matter. A.J. Brown, Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill, Jeffrey Simmons, Kevin Byard, Harold Landry, making big plays. And I do want to give a shout-out to the offensive line as well. Taylor Lewan, very scary injury, tons of injuries tonight overall. But the Titans' offensive line continued to battle throughout the night. They didn't give up a ton of sacks, didn't give up a ton of pressure on Ryan Tannehill, at least late in the game, allowed him to you know, make some plays. As a matter of fact, Ryan Tannehill, yeah, zero sacks on the night. There was some pressure, but a really good job by the offensive line, especially when Kendall Lamb had to come in and spot duty for Taylor Lewan. So overall, a team effort, but the stars shine the brightest for the Titans on Monday night football and sent the state, or the state, the city of Buffalo packing with tears streaming down their cheeks after they thought they were going to invade Nashville and dominate the Titans. No, sir, Buffalo. See ya. The Titans own you. But we are going to continue this game recap, this Victory Tuesday. We are going to talk the individual uh, performances in this game and tighten up, tighten down everybody's favorite segment. This is an unhinged, raw reaction. It is past midnight here in the Eastern time zone. Uh, I'm running on fumes, but God, I wouldn't have it any other way. What an incredible win for the Tennessee Titans. Before we do get into Titan Up and Titan Down to talk about the individual performances, both good and bad, got to tell you guys again about 
our title sponsor, McDonald's. This episode of Locked on Titans is brought to you by McDonald's. They've been proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just uh, a place to get a tasty, affordable meal. It's a place where your friends and family can come and and reconnect. I mean, for me personally, I'm going to be upfront and honest with you guys. I ate McDonald's during this game. I had a double quarter pounder with cheese made like a Big Mac with some fries, the ketchup, and of course, that classic McDonald's Coca-Cola. I mean, how could you pass out on that kind of meal? The double quarter pounder patties are made fresh. The chicken sandwich is good. And I mean, nuggets, I mean, nuggets will always be near and dear to your heart. So make sure that you head to your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect. Did somebody say Locked on Titans watch party at McDonald's? I don't know about you guys, but I'm loving it. Let's continue this Victory Tuesday edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. We are going to continue breaking down this incredible 34-31 upset victory for the Tennessee Titans. It is crazy hours right now after that win. want to thank you guys again for making the Locked on Titans podcast your first listen every day. But we just talked about kind of my big picture takeaways from the game on a team level on both sides of the ball. Now let's talk about the individual performances in this game and tighten up and tighten down. Remember, I give out tighten ups to the players who had great performances in this game. I give tighten downs to the players who had not so great performances in this game. But we're definitely going to start with the positives here. And how could you start anywhere else but Derek Henry, 20 carries, 143 rushing yards, three touchdowns on the day. He also had two catches for 13 yards and had a really awesome swing pass that was called back by a, from a penalty that the Titans should have gotten uh, a touchdown on that late drive. But either way, either way, a great day from Derrick Henry. It really did it all for the Titans. Jeremy McNichols got hurt in the pregame, so it was all on Derrick Henry with a little bit of a sidekick to Kari Blossom game, who came in for some pass protection as a third down running back. So a tighten up for those two in the backfield, but specifically the King. I'm, I don't want to hear any more about Nick Chubb. I don't want to hear any more about Dalvin Cook or Alvin Kamara or CMC. Derrick Henry is the best running back in the NFL, full stop, period. Quit playing with the King. Don't play with the crown. Over and over, he shows he's the best. I could talk an entire episode about Derrick Henry. As a matter of fact, I basically did last week. So we're going to move forward, but the King, again, reigning supreme. A.J. Brown, the poo game. It's not the flu game for MJ. It's the poo game for A.J. Brown, who said after the game he had some bad Chipotle. He tweeted on Monday afternoon he was never going to eat fast food again, and then he deleted it. I don't know why, but either way, A.J. Brown, seven catches, 91 yards, basically did nothing early in the game, but in the second half, specifically late in the game, A.J. Brown took over. Ryan Tannehill hit him over the middle of the field over and over and over again to get down to the red zone and score some points for the Titans. They couldn't be stopped late in the game, and a lot of it had to do with A.J. Brown. Look at that. You put a little bit of A.J. Brown into the Titans' offense, bang, they're right back on it. Just incredible stuff from A.J. in the game. 
Also, Kendall Lamb. I mentioned him in the first segment, but Kendall Lamb came in for Taylor Lewan. You didn't hear a single thing about him. There wasn't a sack on Derrick Henry or on Ryan Tannehill. Derrick Henry ran for 143 yards. I mean, what more do you want from this offensive line against a defensive front from the Bills that had eight dudes that could rotate in? And we really didn't hear a peep from any of the Buffalo Bills up front defenders. Just incredible stuff from the Titans offensive line tonight when everybody was calling for the heads and quit talking trash about David Questenberry. You sound you sound ignorant. I'm sorry. Even in my most loyal listeners, I love you guys. But David Questenberry has been fine outside of that Jets game. He's been the most consistent lineman for the Titans all year. Just stop. You sound dumb when you pine for Dennis Kelly and hate on David Questenberry. It just doesn't make any sense. The film does not prove that out. It's just not the case. The player grades, the I mean, outside of that Jets game, the stats, it doesn't Questenberry's been fine, man. Leave that man alone. Good job, offensive line overall in general. All tighten ups for them. Nick Westbrook Aquina. Julio Jones got hurt late in the game. Uh, the Titans weren't really getting much from anybody else in receiving other than AJ Brown. They needed somebody else to step up and make some plays. Julio or uh, Nick Westbrook Aquina, three catches, 27 yards on three targets. He caught the ball every time. One of them was a key first down conversion on the sideline. Uh, another one was a key first down conversion over the middle as well. Nick Westbrook Aquina, NWI baby, came in. In the clutch. Uh, continuing down, that Julio catch on the sideline was absolutely unreal. Now, I hate to be a buzzkill, but with the penalty, the Titans would have been right there anyway. But, whoo, my God, that guy is talented. So, I'm not giving Julio a tighten up exactly, but I will give the catch a tighten up. On defense, Harold Landry. I mean, just every single week, the guy continues to make play after play. He had eight tackles, two sacks, a tackle for loss. I mean, what more do you want from Harold Landry right now? I, when I wrote my film review on him, I had people hating on Harold Landry. It blows my mind. Blows my mind. Jeffrey Simmons, five tackles, one tackle for loss, a sack, the biggest play of the game on the goal line, making the stop. I mean, what an absolute freak. What an absolute freak. Him and Derrick Henry are the best players on this team, and they just absolutely took over the game in the big moments. Just incredible stuff. I mean, incredible stuff. I don't, I don't know what more you could want from Jeffrey Simmons and Harold Landry. I don't know what more you could ask. Uh, also, Danico Autry in this game made some really key pressures on that interception for Kevin Byard. That play was made by Danico Autry. So Autry isn't in the stat sheet. You're not going to look up and see that he did anything, and that's why you can't just box score scout. Danico Autry was great in this game, helping out the Titans. He forced a turnover. Kevin Byard took advantage. Good stuff from Danico Autry. And speaking of Kevin Byard, I mean... The guy's playing like the best safety in the NFL right now. I mean, he just keeps doing it, keeps doing it. Basically, if I write a film review on you, you're going to ball out for the next few weeks. That's what's happening. So who gets the, the Midas touch next? I don't know. Check out my film reviews. I've been writing for Titans Wire for the USA Today. Check those out as well. A little shameless self-promotion that I learned from Matt Barry. Uh, moving forward, I thought Imani Hooker had a great game. David Long had ups and downs. He had that penalty. But if you take out that penalty, David Long had 14 tackles. I mean, he was all over the place, taking care of Josh Allen in a matchup that I highlighted going into this game. So, David Long, great stuff from him outside of that penalty. The special teamers, Randy Bullock, baby. Dad bod Randy, out there looking slim and trim and on fire. Two for two on his field goals, four for four on his extra points. I mean, he's been nothing less but a godsend for the Titans. I mean, everybody talks about the kicker curse, me included, but, I mean, Randy Bullock's been great. 
I mean, you can't take him off the field at this point in time. Johnny Townsend as well, only two punts, but one of them was 63 yards long, an average of 53. Johnny Townsend, another guy. I think outside of that first shank that he had, he's played excellent. So those are my quick tighten-ups. I'll continue to highlight the great performances throughout the week, not only on the podcast, but on Twitter as well, at Tic Tac Titans. Let's talk about some tighten downs real quickly. Jackrabbit Jenkins. Just getting targeted. The Bills were targeting him with RPOs early in the first half in the red zone. Basically, the Titans were playing a a man zone with the safeties playing over the middle when they're helping out. And the Bills would run a, a, you know, you could call it a a deep slant or a skinny post. But what they want to do is they want to make sure that the wide receiver doesn't go so far into the middle that it alerts the safety that's playing zone over the middle and let him sneak in behind the safety one-on-one in man coverage against Jackrabbit, who's playing outside leverage and looking to force people into the middle anyways. And they got away, the Titans got away with it a few times, but they did get that one touchdown pass on it. Jackrabbit was targeted throughout the game until there was a worse cornerback on the field, and then the Bills just went there, and that turned into Breon Borders. I mean, Chris Jackson was even getting reps on the outside before Breon Borders. I don't remember Breon Borders playing this poorly uh, the entire time when he started for the Titans a few games last year, but gosh, it just looked really bad out there. A bad defensive pass interference, uh, some bad plays in man coverage as well. He really struggled. The Titans were so banged up in the injury department. We'll talk about that in a second. Bud Dupree. I mean, everybody wants to say have patience with Bud Dupree, blah, 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 but didn't really see anything from him out there tonight. Uh, I'm going to go back through the tape and look See if there's something that maybe I missed. He had two tackles in the box score, and I know you can't box score scout, but just me watching the game, I don't remember him making an impact in any way. So hopefully eventually that money starts to work out and he does something for this team because if you add a, a decent Bud Dupree into this, could be even better. So good stuff there. Ryan Tannehill's interception was such a terrible, terrible throw and decision. He's a little bit worried this year uh, about the pass rush and he doesn't have the pocket presence and the scrambling ability to kind of get out of those jams. He just kind of stutters in the pocket, and he's been trying to get the ball out of his hands as quick as possible to not take sacks because I'm sure they're emphasizing that in the coaching room, but you got to make better decisions. He missed A.J. Brown in a cover two in the honey hole on the outside that would have been an easy completion in the red zone that resulted in a field goal. Uh, he didn't hit Derrick Henry in the flat on that interception, which would have been an easy first down or at least not an interception. He made some questionable decisions. The pressure is bothering him a little bit, but hopefully performances like this from the offensive line continue to help him settle back down and and, and make some better decisions and better throws and less turnovers. Cam Batson, I know he got hurt. I hope he gets healthy, but he was just awful in returning. He ran into his own guy on the play he got hurt on. Got tackled by his own defender because he ran right into the back of him. He did a really bad job with returning, and the Titans would do well to have Marcus Johnson or Chester Rogers do that going forward. Hopefully, Darrington Evans comes back soon, and he can do that because McNichols is obviously hurt now too. Um, David Long, that penalty was really stupid. I mean, there's no other way around it. I know people were going to get mad. It's football. It's this and that. No, that's a bad penalty. It has to be called. He went in there late for no reason and put his helmet right into Josh Allen's face. Just stupid. Can't do that, but an overall good game. And the injuries. I'm not saying it's a tighten down like these players did bad, but it's a tighten down in general, and it's a negative thing. All the injuries. Caleb Farley, Chris Jackson, along with Christian Fulton. That's cluster injuries. Crookshank got hurt for a little bit during this game. Taylor Lewan, obviously, a very scary injury, but he has movement in all his extremities. Hopefully things are, are still going well for Taylor Lewan. All the updates were positive. There were more injuries out there. Julio Jones came out of the game late hurt, hamstring again. So uh, 
Some real issues for the Titans with the injuries, but they kept battling, got the win against the Bills. And uh, we are going to talk about what comes next for the Titans, what happened in the AFC South, some other things as well in our final segment as we cap off this Victory Tuesday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Before we get into that, do have to tell you guys about Beach Bound. In life, we're all bound by different things. With BeachBound.com vacations, you could be bound for adventure, bound for passion, bound for discovery, or bound for togetherness, bound for immersion, bound for rejuvenation, or you may be bound for encountering the unexpected. Personally, when I'm at a beach resort, which I went to one in Mexico just a few years ago, I'm bound to end up at the poolside bar, or maybe creating my own taco flight because the boy loves to eat. As long as I've got a good view and a good drink in my hand, I'll be happy as can be, just like I am right now after that Titans win. With BeachBob.com, you can find the perfect beach vacation for you no matter what you are looking for. What are you bound for? Visit BeachBound.com today. Also have to tell you guys about rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business that's been serving online customers for over 20 years. They have everything you need for your car, for your truck, whatever vehicle you have. Uh, they have a uh, really easy to navigate online catalog with a few easy clicks, get whatever you need delivered directly to your door. No more going into the store at these auto uh, chain you know, storefronts that they could charge you twice as much if you're a professional uh, compared to being a do-it-yourselfer. So don't pay double as much as the guy standing next to you just because you have a different job. Get whatever part you need delivered to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that I sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Let's cap off this Victory Tuesday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast after a 34-31 Monday night football victory for the Tennessee Titans. We talked about my big picture team takeaways to start. We talked about the individual performances and tighten up and tighten down in the second segment. Let me know your tighten ups and your tighten downs in the comments on YouTube or tag me on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans. Thank you again for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. Your second listen should be the Peacock and Williamson podcast. Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Peacock and Williamson Monday through Friday, giving you a national perspective on all of the latest NFL news. But what I want to do in this final segment, other just they completely going nuts about that win. I mean, oh my God, the sins of the Jets game are wiped away. Yes, the Titans lost a terrible, terrible game to the Jets, but even when the schedule came out, I didn't expect the Titans to win this game, and I'm sure a lot of you guys didn't either. And then Buffalo has been the best team in the NFL, basically outside the Cardinals. They've been the best offense, the best defense by the numbers. I did not expect the Titans to win this game. Wanted to see them compete. What an incredible win. Just totally changes the feeling of the season. And like I said, it forgives the sins of that Jets game. So just a tremendous job for the Titans. What is on their plate next? I mean, that win right there is just so huge. I can't even overstate how incredibly monstrous that that win is because the Titans play the Chiefs next, and they're vulnerable right now. I mean, I expect the Chiefs to still play well. The Titans are going to need just as many points, if not more, next week. It's going to be a hard game to win, but the Chiefs aren't playing their best 
best version of their football, even with the win over Washington last week. So that's a chance the Titans could win that game. And even if they don't split, if you told Titans fans or you told me that the Titans would split the Bills and the Chiefs and win one of those games and lose one, I'll take that. Then if the Titans beat the Colts two weeks from now on Halloween in Indianapolis, I mean, call the fight on the division, baby. Monster wins, just monster wins here. And the Bills, an AFC team fighting for seeding with the Titans for home field advantage. I mean, if the Titans get home field advantage again, have to play Buffalo in the second round of the playoffs, whatever it could be. I mean, this is just so big for so many reasons. The Titans then play the Rams after they play on Halloween at Indianapolis. They got to travel to LA. That's going to be a crazy hard game to win. But imagine if the Titans can go two and two in this four game stretch, starting with this win over Buffalo, it would be magical. And if they go three and one, folks, this may be the Tennessee Titans team that we thought could win the Super Bowl before the season. And what did I say on Friday's episode? I started the show. Can the Titans still win the Super Bowl? The answer is yes. The answer is yes. And we saw what kind of team they could be tonight, even with all of the injuries and everything going on. All the Buffalo Bills fans making this an away game at home, or home dog. I mean, what an incredible win for the Titans, especially considering the the part of the season that they are in right now and, and the stretch of games that they're about to go through. And, and just for a moment, just for a moment, let's do this. Let's look at the Titans' schedule here just so you can see what lies ahead after they go through this tough stretch of four games with the Bills, Chiefs, Colts, and Rams. They play the Saints at home directly after that game against the Rams, so at least they get to come home. Then they get to play the Texans. Then they go on the road against Mac Jones and the Patriots. I think that's a winnable game too. Then you're back at home after your bye week to rest up for the end of the season, and you play the Jags at home. Easy money. Then you go on the road and play the Steelers, which, yeah, the Steelers look like a competent team now, but that's a winnable game. At home against the 49ers in primetime on Thursday night football right before Christmas with Trey Lanson, Titans can win that game. Then your last two games of the year are the Dolphins at home and then away against the Texans. I mean, if the Titans could come through 3-1 and one in this stretch, even 2-2, two and two, what, what an incredible, incredible start to the season in the toughest spot of the year. Now let's look at what happened in the AFC South over the weekend of football. Um, as expected, the Colts were able to to beat the Texans. It, it wasn't really that close of a game at all. Indianapolis won 31 to three. Indy is going to play better later in the year as, as they get healthy. So just remember that's going to be a tough game in two weeks. Outside of that, Jacksonville got their first win of the year, 23 to 20 over Miami. I thought Jacksonville would win that game. I picked them in all my pick them leagues and everything like that. So uh, Jacksonville gets their first win. Miami is awful. Both those teams suck. Doesn't really matter either way. But what an incredible win for the Titans. Thank you for checking out the Locked On Titans podcast and my Victory Tuesday game recap here. I'm going to be back with you guys tomorrow. I may not have my hands on the All-22 tape yet, but I'm going to re-watch the television copy about 100 times between now and tomorrow afternoon when I record tomorrow's show. So 
I'm going to have a ton of goodies for you as we skip straight to a re-watch Wednesday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Remember to check out my film clips on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans. Thursday, crossover Thursday with my guy Ryan Tracy from Locked On Chiefs. Haven't seen him since we hosted the Locked On NFL show together in the preseason. But outside of that Friday, another game preview where a lot of the stuff I talked about on Friday or on Monday's game preview came to fruition tonight. So you're not going to want to miss that. Subscribe on whatever platform you do stream. Check out the Locked On Titans YouTube channel. That's going to do it for me today, folks. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked On Titans.